As the crowd was listening, Jesus went on to tell a parable because he was near Jerusalem and because they supposed that the kingdom of God was to appear immediately. So Jesus said, A nobleman went to a distant country to get royal power for himself and then return. He summoned ten of his slaves and gave them ten pounds and said to them, Do business with these until I come back. But the citizens of his country hated him and sent a delegation after him, saying, We do not want this man to rule over us. When he returned, having received royal power, he ordered these slaves to whom he had given the money to be summoned so that he might find out what they had gained by trading. The first came forward and said, Lord, your pound has made ten more pounds. The nobleman said to him, Well done, good slave. Because you have been trustworthy in a very small thing, take charge of ten cities. Then the second came, saying, Lord, your pound has made five pounds. The nobleman said to him, And you, rule over five cities. Then the other came, saying, Lord, here is your pound. I wrapped it up in a piece of cloth, for I was afraid of you, because you are a harsh man. You take what you did not deposit, and you reap what you did not sow. The nobleman said to him, I will judge you by your own words, you wicked slave. You knew, did you, that I was a harsh man, taking what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow. Why then did you not put my money into the bank? Then when I returned, I could have collected it with interest. The nobleman said to the bystanders, Take the pound from him and give it to the one who has ten pounds. And they said to him, Lord, he has ten pounds. The nobleman said, I tell you, to all those who have, more will be given. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. But as for these enemies of mine, who did not want me to be king over them, bring them here and slaughter them in my presence. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. The Gospel of the Lord. What does radical faith look like? Or a radical Christian? Well, they look like St. Mother Teresa, or St. Margaret of Scotland, or St. Elizabeth of Hungary, or like the apostles who went to their death for the Lord. There's a real theme in today's liturgy about radical Christianity. And we see it even foreshadowed in the first reading, this epic and glorious story from the second book of Maccabees, where this faithful Jewish mother is torturously watching her seven children, her seven sons, die for their faith. And they will not go back on their faith, even when the last one, as we heard, is offered to become basically 
having the great friendship of the king, money, power. He says, no, I obey the command of the law that was given to our ancestors through Moses. We see this radical faith is also exemplified in St. Elizabeth of Hungary, who, as we said earlier, was rich and wealthy being the queen. She had whatever she would have wanted. She could have lived a happy life of luxury, but she chose and felt called by God to a radical love. She would visit the sick in the morning and in the evening, and she would personally attend to the most repulsive of them, radically generous. The word radical comes from the Latin word radix, which means root. So we can say that a radical Christian is one who is deeply rooted in Christ. We are also called to be radical Christians, not radical in a strange way, but radical in the sense that we're all called to greatness. I love this quote from a well-known Catholic uh, Bible scholar, Jeff Cavins. It really touched me when I first heard it. He said, that to sin is not to do the bad when you could have done the good, is to do the good when you could have done the great. Because we're called to be radical. We're called to be radically generous. Now, radical Christianity will look different for each one of us. We may not be radical in the ways we just heard about, but we are called to be radical. We are called to be totally rooted in Christ and give ourselves deeply, as we see in the gospel today. When Jesus tells this autobiographical parable about this nobleman, we know he's really talking about himself, who is soon to go to the cross and eventually raise and ascend to the Father and gain noble power himself. But as the parable says, his citizens do not want him always to reign over. And we are his citizens. We are to use the pound, so to speak, the gifts that God has given us well, radically well, as that first one did. Our talents are given to us for a reason, and we're called to live a radical charity, just like St. Elizabeth of Hungary. So we ask her and our Blessed Mother, the most perfect disciple of all, to pray for us that we too will not commit sins of omission, as we say in the Confidier, for what I have failed to do, but that we will indeed use the gifts the Lord has given us in radical charity, like St. Elizabeth of Hungary.